Hello, folks. Welcome to the broadcast. John Saxbury here, your host here at Revival Now. I want to talk to you today about getting delivered from hoarding. That's right, hoarding. We've all seen that famous show on TV, Hoarders Buried Alive. I mean, it, it's been, I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming when you see how people live like that. Their home, they, they don't have any room to do anything in their homes because they're so piled out with trash. They're so piled out to no end that you can't you can't get through to nothing. They they always they they gotta keep everything. I mean, you get this show that anybody ever see that show American Peckers, where they pretty much the guy this old guy he's practically about ninety eight years old. He's one foot in the grave, and he's got acres upon acres and upon acres of old antique cars and he don't want to get rid he don't want to part with none because he's going to restore them all one day i'm thinking when <laughs> in one lifetime you know good you're going to do it tomorrow but there's reasons why people hoard and i want you to write this down in the comment section and share this broadcast share this broadcast on your page so you can use this use this broadcast not only just to share it not to get the word out but share it so you can play it over again and, and take notes down on it and, and study up on this stuff. This is good stuff. Share it and, and, and to where you can where you can go to your page and you can listen to it and listen to it, play it over and over again. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. Six reasons. I'm gonna do these six reasons. I'm going to go through these six reasons, and I want you to write these down in your comment section or write them down in your notepad or whatever, what have you. Six reasons why people hoard. One, fear of letting go. Write that down. Number one, fear of letting go. People have a heart. There's people in this, in this world that have a fear of letting go. Our, our fleshly nature wants to hold on to everything. It's called, that's the reason why, this, why, we, why we're... Where they created discipleship, so we can break that hold that it has on us. That way, we can we 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 we're accountable to one another. We can we we get be discipled in the kingdom of God, where we're where we're getting getting help from one another. They look this is this is gonna break it. This is helping. But when you're not when you have that when people have that fear of letting go, they don't want to let go. Of the, it's like it's like a prized possession to them. It, it it becomes their their prized possession. It becomes it, it, they don't want to let go of it. It's like it, it means too much to them. People have a hard time. I mean, I've had I had an uncle that was like that. Didn't want to let go of nothing. Didn't want to throw nothing out. Was scared. I mean, he he pretty much had everything. I mean, when when he was a kid, he would he would cry because they would throw the garbage, take the garbage to the curb. They would, he would, he would, he wouldn't, he was scared to take a bath. He didn't want to take a bath. He wouldn't want to clean his room up. He would, they, I mean, he, he didn't want, he, and when he got older, it got worse. You met my Aunt Joyce and it got, he was, he, he was, it was somewhat better. To, but then when he got older, it just got worse. It got worse and worse to the point where they were just living on top of each other, living on top of themselves because they had so much junk laying around. But you know, he people like that they they have a they have a fear of letting go because they've had because of the one 
it's either a childhood trauma. Two, a lot of it, 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 is, it is traditionally taught. A lot of people from the older countries back in the day used to hoard. I mean, they used to hoard everything. They used to save everything because they didn't know when they were going to have it, have anything in that because they didn't really have nothing. All they did was ration. They rationed everything. I mean, they would say, they would do, I mean, for, for instance, talk about rationing. It's when you keep something, they, they use it for another, keep something so you can use it for another purpose. These two bot, these two shelves here, I got two, two drawers here, and there's a drawer over here that's sitting on this thing. That's an old ammo box. These were originally, these were out of my grandfather's shop, saw shop. These actually were horseshoe tack boxes and horseshoe boxes. That was a horseshoe tack box, and that was a horseshoe box for the horses from the brewery when he worked at the brewery. People rationed things. People kept things and repurposed things and kept and made different uses of them. And a lot. And the problem is, is what a lot of those people did is when they when they passed it down, they kept it on. They kept on to stuff, and they didn't want to let go because they didn't know what they were going to have. That was all they had, and, they, and as they got older, they got worse. I mean, that fear of letting go is because because if you let go, you're not going to have nothing. And, you, and the person, when you let go of something, it, it creates a nakedness. It's kind of like with, in another, in, I don't want to say, I mean, like that, like the term naked and afraid. You know? I'm not talking, I'm not trying to pin, I'm not trying to pull a plug for the history, for Discovery Channel or nothing. But they're naked and afraid. They feel naked and afraid. Because like, so like, what, like if you want to go back to the fall of man. Adam and Eve had to sew fig leaves together because they were afraid because they were naked. That's what, that's what hoarders feel like when they have to let go of everything. They have to let go. It's a form of power. It's a form of security. You know, or another analogy of it. Look at Linus. During the play, he he set his blanket down because he was in the presence of God. He felt like he was in the presence of King, of the King when he was around the baby Jesus. He let his blanket down. Same thing. When you let go of that thing, if you you get in, you have to get into the presence of God first. Get delivered for something like this. It it requires the presence of God. Number two, fear of not having enough. It's never enough. I need more. I need more. I need more. It makes me feel happy. It puts a smile on my face. I need it to make me happy. I need it to make me... I mean, I look, I got all these antiques around. I know, I know I'm somebody that you probably laugh at me because you think, yeah, he's got all these antiques. He's talking about hoarding. This is not hoarding. These are on display and they're neatly displayed. I can walk through this place. If this was a hoarding situation, I wouldn't be able to walk through here. I'd be laying on top of boxes and boxes of stuff up to my nose trying to look over to see the camera to you. This is a collection. This is my collection. This is my display. This is my happy place. I mean, I'm not trying to... But this is, my, this is what I like. This is something I like. God does the lights in that. You know, he, 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 he likes that the fact that I have these antiques. He likes the fact that I have a, a passion for something. 
This is all about history. These are pieces of history, you know. These tell a story. The stuff tells a story. I don't have many of them out right now because of all the Christmas decorations, but there's some that's still out. Like, say, this cop car light, those tobacco, those cigar boxes, those tobacco boxes. Um, that's not an antique. That's that it is. That's sort of an antique because I had that when I was a kid back in the '80s. Got an old set of spark plugs. Here. Got an old Royal Crown Cola uh, thermometer. Those gates, V pulley signs, that master tough under fire sign. Um, you name it. It 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 was from a certain it was from a certain date, and it tells a story. And it also it it, it advertises what we had back then. This is not hoarding. This is just, there, there's two different things. This is a done in moderation. Hoarding's done in excess. Like I said, if this was hoarding, you would you wouldn't be able to see me around here. You wouldn't be able to see none of this. This would be packed up. There'd be stuff piled up in the living room, stuff packed in the bedrooms. I think my wife would kill me before I could even even think about doing anything like that or living like that. For that matter. Number three, fear of losing control. It gives you, hoarding gives you a sense of control. Control of what? Your finances? Hoarding's not just about having possessions. Hoarding's also about finances, too. I'm not going to have enough. Um, I, I can't let go of this thing. I can't, I can't, I can't believe God for a, I can't believe God for a harvest. I can't let go of this. I can't, I can't just, I can't. Let go of my, my fears on this thing. I gotta let this thing control me. I I have a fear of not having enough money. There's a they have a fear of not having enough money. Three, a fear of losing control. Money gives you control. People let money and things give you control. A false sense of control. So when they, when you have that fear of losing control, you you you, you start accumulating. So you, you make sure that you so you're 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 covering the bases to make sure you have enough. When actually the problem is that they don't realize that our God is a God of more than enough. I said their God our God is a God of more than enough, and they don't realize that. God wants to prosper his children. He, he wants us to live in the cool of day, prospering, eating the fat, drinking the sweet. Living off the provisions of God, He wants to build you a store, store fill your storehouses full of grain you didn't grow, uh, build you give you houses you did not build on on land that you did not buy. It's all biblical. People want to people want to toss out the prosperity message because the fact is they're they're they lived in excess and they don't want they don't want to admit to it. So they're they're trying to preach against their own convictions. Of their own, their own lifestyle. I mean, like these two guys. I'm not going to mention their names. They're holding these anti-prosperity conferences, and they're char charging people like three hundred and eleven dollars, three hundred fifty dollars for admission in a six hundred and fifty dollar late char late fee to join their 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 conference to to attend their conference. When they're making money hand over fist themselves, living in stone mansions, mind you, driving Bentleys and Rolls Royces, but yet they say prosperity is the evil. 
I mean, seriously, they got stone mansions with gates, gated driveways, with wall with a fifteen foot wall surrounding their property. I mean, tell me who's the hypocrite? Who's, I mean, who's, who's breaking in the dough? I mean, that that's that's just that's just asinine. Number three, you get losing control. Number four, lack of faith. People hoard because they have lack of faith. They don't have. They don't have. They don't have trust in God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And the evidence and the evidence of things not seen. It's not what you can see. We don't live off by what we're the we're born again believers. We walk by faith and not by sight. The just and the just shall live by faith. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. If you're born again, you should live by faith alone. You shall live by faith alone. I mean, you've got to understand understand that. And this is where I'm going to get into the word here. Go with me to the book of Luke, and I'm going to go to the last two after that. Number Luke chapter 15. And I'm going to read the two chapter first. Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Luke chapter 12, verse 15 through 21. And he said unto them, Take heed, and beware of covetousness. For a man's life considered not in the, not in the, in the abundance of the things which he possesses. And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he and thought and he thought within himself saying what shall i do because i have no room where to bestow my fruits and he said this i will do i will pull down my barns and build greater and there there i will bestow all my fruits and all my goods and i will say to my soul soul thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be? Means if you if you die, then who's gonna? What are you gonna do with them when you're dead? Basically, what Jesus was saying. So he said, Lay up treasure for himself. And it is not rich towards God. Basically, he's saying this. He goes, "You're you're keeping all this stuff for yourself. You're holding it all in, and you you're not you're not giving me control of it. God wants control of our finances. God wants control of our homes. God wants control of everything in our life. A lot of people, I said, people have a fear of let. It goes with fear of letting go, a fear of not having enough, fear of losing control." People don't like losing control. Religious people are the worst about that. They hate losing control. 
and for its lack of faith. Lack of faith. That's, that, I mean, it, it's written here in the scriptures. And I'm going to go on, I'm going to skip over to Luke 12.33. Write that down. I'd suggest write, go from 15 to 33. First 15 to 33 and study it down in, in detail, sentence by sentence. Study it down and write it down and do and let and let God minister to you with that. Let the Holy Spirit minister to let that minister to the through the Holy Spirit. Verse 33. Sell all you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags, wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not. Where no thief approacheth, neither cometh to corrupt, cometh to corrupt, neither moth corrupt. It means he's saying, when you have treasures in heaven, no thief can take it, no thief can do anything with it. It's yours. It's your treasure in heaven. That's why we got to call down money from heaven, for one thing. People don't know how to call down money from heaven because we had all these idiots out there preaching against prosperity. I mean, what kind of idiot says it's okay to be poor? Like Jesus created poverty because he was because po he was poor. One, let me get this straight to you. Three things Jesus was given at birth. Three things Jesus was given at birth. Okay? Write this down. One is gold. Poor people don't have gold. When do you see a, a poor person living out of their pickup truck carrying gold bullion around with them. A lifetime supply of wealth with them. They got no, but they gotta stay humble for the Lord. They would if that was me, I'd be buying me the biggest mansion I could possibly buy. I'd put big old walls up. I matter of fact I would buy me a I would choose better than this. I would be build me the biggest mansion and the only way you could get to it is by a runway. I would buy me the biggest jet I could buy on the market just to rub it in religious people's face, for that matter. People want people want to sit there and, and bash the prosperity gospel. Let's go over and let's go drop you off in, in out in out in California on the streets of LA where these poor people are living homeless. Do you think being poor is so so glamorous and so so, so holy and so wonderful. Go, drop, go, go out there and, and go and let me drop you off out there, and you can live with them, and then come back and talk to me in a month, and let me see, let's see how much of a your message has changed, how much of a sermon you'd be preaching afterwards. One, God created wealth. God created abundance. God created us to live in, in abundance. He didn't create us to live live struggling. I mean, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, here's a good testimony. A great testimony, as a matter of fact. Kenneth Copeland. Gloria Copeland. Amazing couple. Kenneth Copeland starts wrote this, God, God, God 
Kenneth Copeland starts and answers the call of ministry. Goes to Oral Roberts University. They didn't have a, they didn't have nothing. She had holes in her shoes, sitting up at the front. Torn dresses. She was wearing torn dresses to church. He had all of his buttons missing off of his suit because he'd given all the buttons in the offering. Yeah, guess what the song they're singing? The, the song that they were singing was, I know my God has made a way for me. I know my God has made a way for me. 60-something years later, they got, a, they got a mansion and they got an airport named after themselves. Kenneth Copeland International Airport. It's a private airport for his own, for his own use. Don't tell me this stuff doesn't work. Don't tell me this, this prosperity message is of the devil. It's not. Well, don't you know that you, you should be giving all your money to the poor? Yes, that's because... The, where do you, how do you think they got rich in the first place? How do you think they got rich in the first place? Because they knew how to give. They knew how to give. They knew how to, pro, they knew how to produce something into the hands of God. That's right. They knew how to put something in the hand of God. I mean, they. I mean, people are so stupid. You know that that's just not right. They're living in these big old houses, and and everybody else is struggling. Jesus said, "The poor you'll have with you always." It's the poor you you will have with you always. Well, you just know that that money's. Money is the money is the root of all evil. No, it's the love of it. If you let money control you, and let and you're using that money to buy drugs, and 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 get and sell it, and you and you're using drugs and dealing with it, yeah, then okay. Oh, but nobody is nobody will say anything about it if a dope dealer built a multi-million dollar mansion somewhere. Oh, the the, the I mean not that. That's fine, but if a pastor or somebody builds a nice home, they act like they're they act like they just shot they just shot they they shot and killed uh, Mother Teresa. I'm serious. They I mean they they'll deny they'll deny a church a building permit, but yet if they build a casino or a strip club or a porn shop in that same town where the pastor wants to build his church, they act like they're they're curing cancer. They act like they're celebrated, like they just they, they, they deserve a Nobel Peace Prize. They think that they're the it's the most wonderful thing on earth. You tell me what good thing is about being poor is. Being living in living in poverty. You tell me one thing about it. You tell me one thing. It's none of it's good. Well, you know that that just ain't right. That you just living off millions of dollars tax free. It's called separation of church and state, for one. Separation of church and state. The church, can, the state cannot interfere with the church's operations. The church cannot be taxed. And if you had any good sense about, about you, it, you would understand that incomes are taxed. 
When you make a payroll out, you get a paycheck, that there's taxes that come out of that. So they are paying taxes to some agree to some extent. I mean that goes to show you the ignorance of people. I would if anybody, I would want a preacher to have a multi billion dollar mansion. Preachers don't have a big enough house. They darn well deserve it. They're out there touching people and making an impact on people's lives. Yet people, what do you want? Would it make you happy if they lived under a bridge? I mean, seriously. I mean, this this that's part of hoarding. Hoarding is also too is is hoarding in th hoarding. When you I know this is I know I've gotten off on a different rabbit trail, but the fact is I had to say some things. Hoarding. One of the things we got to do is get get delivered from hoarding is is we got to. Get rid of that mentality that we have to save it all. That we have all, all our treasures here in heaven, on earth. We got to get rid of the earth and vessel mentality. We're no longer citizens of earth. When you become born again, you no longer become a citizen of earth. You become a citizen of heaven. We're all citizens of heaven. When we die, where are we going to go? Heaven. Where does our father, where does our father live, reside? Heaven. Where's the land flowing of milk and honey? Heaven. Where's our, where does he give us treasure at? In heaven. Heaven. And then, he, then all we have to do is call that, that, that treasure that we have in heaven is an unending supply. So we need to get rid of what we have on earth in order to receive what we have from heaven. A lot of people accumulate because they, have, they don't understand, they have a lack of understanding of the word of God, of what, what it says. And they don't want to take it in. They, 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 or they read the word, but they don't take it in, and and let it become personal, a personal experience. I mean, like I said, fearing of letting go, fear of not having enough, fear of losing control, fear, lack of faith. Number five, lack of knowledge. Like I said, people don't have a knowledge of the word of God. Nowadays, churches in the 90s, I mean, churches somewhere along the line forgot what teaching the understanding of the Word of God and, and that it has to apply to us. I mean, we've got churches in America who, who think the Word of God is an opinion. This is not a, an opinion, book of opinions, or a book of man's man's. Ideology. This book, this is your World Heavyweight Championship belt right here. This is the Word of God. This here is the foundation of all truth. This is the foundation of all truth. All truth comes from this Word. It is written in the Word. I mean, my pastor said it more, more clearly, and I can't agree with him more. And I, and I back him 110 million percent. If it ain't in this word, I don't want it. If it ain't in this word, I don't want it. And say it with me. Say it with me. Repeat it with me. If it ain't in this book, I don't want it. If it ain't in this word, in this book, I don't want it. If it ain't in this word, I don't want it. If it ain't in this book, ain't in this word, I don't want it. If it ain't in this book, I don't want it. If it ain't in this in this word, I don't want it.
If it ain't in this book, I don't want it. If it ain't in his word, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Don't bring it near me. Don't bring don't bring that doubt and unbelief around me. I don't want to hear it. Not my fault you harbor emotions and you hoard emotions and you hoard all this stuff for emotional control for 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 the to soothe your emotions. When you need when you should be giving you should be letting it go. Let go of that stuff. It ain't good. People are petting a, a rattle. It's poverty, hoarding, um, religion. It's no good. There's none of it any good. You got to get rid of it. Clean it out of your life. Get rid of it. Start off with a new slate. You'll feel better. When you let go and let God take control, you let go of your own control, and you allow God to take control of your life and allow Him... When you become born again, you signed off on all your own control in the first place. Well, that's just a matter of opinion. No, it's not a matter of opinion. It's the Word of God. The Bible says you, you should deny yourself, take up your cross, and walk. That means you, any, your emotions, your will, your desires, your anything, you, gave, you signed that away. You completely signed it away. There is no being in control when, when you when you become born again. It's letting God have control. It's about letting go and letting God take take over things. Let God take that place. A lot of times people don't, people want people to do for them what only God can do. Or they, they want in this case of hoarding, they want possessions to do for them what only God can do for them. God can't, that possessions, possessions and people cannot heal you, they can't help you, they can love you, they can't heal you, they can't deliver you, they can't make you whole, but God can. I said, but God can, God can take it, take it all away and, and, and give you what he, everything you, everything that heaven has. Let me finish off here. Verse 34. For where... Uh, 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 chapter 12. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. If your church... If your heart... Church. Sorry to the folks online. I'm not losing it. No, I did years ago. Never mind. <laughs> anyway... Verse 34 of the 12th chapter. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So if you got you got treasures in say say this after me. I let go of everything. I let go of my money. I let go of my checkbook. I let go of my bank account. I let go of my possessions. I let go of my marriage, my kids. My family, I give it all to you now, Father God. I want no control of anything. I'm giving it all to you. Because from this day forward, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to believe that you're going to take care of me. And that I'm not gonna, that I'm going to be provided for and I'm going to lack not. That I will lack not. 
because I know that you're the God, you're El Shaddai, and you're Jehovah Jireh, my my God, my provider. You're my Jehovah Nisi. I'm the I'm gonna put my trust in you. One hundred ten percent. Last one, number six. People's upbringing. People's upbringing. That's the reason why they hoard. That's the reason why they don't want to let go of things. Hoarding does not have to do with material things. It's got to do with emotions. Hoarding your emotions. Hoarding your your feelings. Hoarding everything that that you hold inside, and you don't want. You won't let nobody else. You're too afraid of letting control of your you go letting go of control of your life, so you hoard up more. You start bringing in more baggage and more baggage and building that stronghold up, where nothing can penetrate, nothing can access you. Hoarding is an is also an inaccessibility, an ability to have access, allowing God to have access to your life. You gotta have let God act full access to your life. This has everything to do with prosper. You want to be prosperous? You gotta let you gotta let go of everything. God's not gonna trust you with wealth and riches if you got a hoarding problem. If you hadn't, you're not. You don't have that willingness to let go. You don't. If you're not willing to let go, he can't. Nothing leaves heaven until it leaves the earth. I mean, I mean just. Be, I'm just being honest with you. I'd rather you I'd be you'd rather be be honest with you, right? You'd rather me be honest with you, right? And tell you straight. This this stuff is not this is no good. People live in fear. People play with anxiety. People shouldn't have anxiety in their life. People shouldn't have issues in their life. The problem is, is you're not, you're not, you're not communicating with God. You're, you're afraid to communicate with God. People have anxiety, uh, separation anxiety. People have all sorts of anxieties out there. And it's all because of one thing. They do not know, they do not want to trust God. They don't want to let go of things. They, the anxiety, you, people are hoarders of anxiety. People hoard anxiety like crazy. It's it's the it's an only way for them to feel secure, and for you, the only way to get out to gain that security is by giving by repenting. Living in doubt and unbelief that that is that is a, that is a high crime against God. You've got it. You got to break the doubt and unbelief. You gotta totally surrender everything, burn it all up on the altar, and allow God to resurrect something new from it. Amen. I mean, I hope that this is helping you. I only want this to help you. I don't want this to be a hindrance. I'm just trying to say this thing, this stuff will actually take you out. I mean, they came and did a study on people who hoard. They have the worst health. They have the worst health. They don't know how to. They they can't. They have high blood pressure. They have high anxiety. They have 
bad heart, they, they develop heart disease. They become overeaters because they're living in the they're living depressed because they don't feel like they have enough. I mean, I hope I'm covering the bases on this thing. I mean, I'm trying to cover everything. You got to get free from this thing. Get this thing corrected. You have a hard time letting go of your own authority. People are hoarders of authority. I'm the boss, and that's it. Nobody else can be the boss. I've got to have. I've got to stay the. I got to have authority everywhere I go. I got to carry my authority everywhere I go because I feel like I'm inferior. So I got to keep keep my authority intact in everywhere I go and wherever I come. People got to hand over their authority to me. That kind of mentality. That's not. That's not good. You got to get rid of it. Amen. You got to get rid of this stuff. This is not. This is no good. All right. Lastly, I want to close this broadcast out. I want to close the broadcast out now, as I always do. Um, as I always do, I want to close this broadcast out with a with a prayer of salvation. With the prayer of salvation, I want to, I want you to. Say this prayer after me. Dear Father God, I come to you in the name of your precious Son, Jesus, to be born again of my spirit and to be forgiven of my sins and to be washed in your blood. Lord Jesus, I repent. I'm sorry I, offend, I, did, I, I went against you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me and shedding your blood. Holy Spirit, baptize me, use me, and let me never be the same again in Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen. If you meant that prayer, you said that prayer, and you meant business. Give me a, give me a, give me a jingle. Give me a text message. Give me a Facebook invite, a Facebook inbox message. Um, text, uh, email me, email me, revivalist jfs3 at gmail.com or call to text me 636-368-6490 God bless you all have a great day this is a production of Revival Now International Media Ministries have a great day